Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Dainter and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. All right, we got a bit of breaking Sabres news. The timing is impeccable to have Paul Hamilton from our Odyssey Sports sister station WGR in Buffalo joining us now. In the sports bar, Paul, thanks for joining us again. It was great seeing you in person last Wednesday at uh, Blue Cross Arena, and the Amherst continue to roll. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a bit. But first of all, let's talk about the re-signing of Captain Kyle Pozo. what this deal might mean for next season in terms of how Kevin Adams uh, structures this roster. How are you, Paul? I'm well. I'm well, and uh, it's expected. I, I Unless Kyle really decided that he didn't want to go on with his future uh, in hockey, as far as playing, uh, they were bringing him back. Every player on that team wants him back as as their captain. I think it's a smart move to just go year by year. He, actually, a little less than maybe I thought he would get uh, at, at $2.5 But uh, for him, I don't think money is, is the issue. He just, you know, wants to come back. And I think, you know, he likes the fact that he's wanted, you know, that the players want him back. And, uh, so that's, I didn't know how they would structure it or how they would do it, or if they would want to give them two years or anything like that. But if, if I was doing it, this is exactly the way I would do it. I would do it year by year. Let's take a look at this year. And when it's over, we'll reevaluate again. Paul, if it, there's nothing negative to say about the Amherst last night other than, okay, we actually have a game where Kalik didn't score a goal, but <laughs> your thoughts on this Amherst team that I keep waiting for the dud of the game, which hasn't exactly happened yet, seven in a row. What are you seeing out of this Amherst team? Well, it happened in the first two, yeah. but then after that, uh, you're right. We have They haven't had that dud of a game. Uh, Kalik did extend his point streak to seven. So uh, he he did get an assist on one of the goals. So you know the, at least uh, one streak is gone, but the other is still there. It's just amazing. He has six goals and four assists and ten points in seven games, and those are the seven career playoff games the rookie has played. Uh, what, what impresses me is this isn't a one man show. It's just not Kulik, or it's just not Subban. It is pretty much everybody. I mean, there are different times and different games I could sit there and say, boy, what a play that was by Brett Murray or what Mitch Elliott was playing. Oh, what, what a play Mitch Elliott made. Uh, what, a, what a great job by Kozak to block that shot with 30 seconds left 
to make sure you win a hockey game. What a great improvement by Lawrence Pilot in the last two months to be a guy that they can count on for 20, 25 minutes. Look at what Roseanne did after you know not playing playing poorly in the first two games and has come back and you know before last night's game had eight points in six games. I mean, you can just go on and on and on. I'm missing some folks here uh, just because I don't want to name everybody, uh, but that's that's what impresses me about the team is they're doing it in a team way. Look at the third period last night; it was a clinic in defense. Yeah. You, you could say, well, they only got two shots. They got run over. No, they didn't. I mean, it was a game that's not going to sell hockey. The shots were 5-2. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to get people to, to a hockey game. But right now they're trying to win a hockey game. However they need to do to win it, they did it. And they did a great job of playing D, not sitting back, a five-man unit, Subban was there all night long if they needed him. Only one goal got by him, and it wasn't his fault. Uh, it was a missed assignment, uh, and there weren't too many of those. So, I mean, all right, you had a missed assignment on one goal and gave up one goal. Uh, that's not a big deal. But uh, it just was a clinic, I thought, in holding a lead and making sure that you never gave the Hershey Bears any momentum uh, holding a four-goal lead. So, Paul, you talk about everybody contributing, that it's not just one person. And it certainly feels like this is a team that has that chemistry. They're gelling. They're playing their best hockey at the right time. We get the impression from talking to Seth Appert and Kevin Adams yesterday that Matty Savoy is going to find his way into this lineup. And we're scratching our heads trying to figure out where exactly he could fit in, who he could take the place of, and whether or not it actually helps them. We know that his talent could help them win games, but you know, is, could it disrupt what they've built here in terms of the chemistry uh, that they got going here during this streak? Well, Seth Appert did talk about that before they left for Hershey. That, you know, when, when he was talking about Savoy at the end, he said, you know, you do have to take that in consideration that you've won seven in a row. And these are the guys that have been loyal to you throughout the season and that type of thing. But you have to, you can't lose fact of the side of the matter either. This is going to sound really bad. They're not there to win the Calder Cup. They were there to they're there to develop hockey players. Uh, yeah. But 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 before you groan, <laughs> it's actually worked out for them because for two years now it's worked. They're developing hockey players and also learning to win as they go along as they're developing their hockey players. And in both cases they've gotten better as a team. They went three rounds into the playoffs last year. Now they're in the fourth round and in the conference finals. So their vision is working. It's like we believe that winning is important. There's no question about it. The number one priority is player development. But we're not doing it saying, well, forget about winning. We want – I mean, if they weren't worried about winning, your captain wouldn't even be in Rochester. Michael Mersh wouldn't even be there. Uh, you know, they wouldn't have signed Metza uh, after he won the national championship. The guys that are on American League contracts, there'd be a few of them but not as many, you know, to, to, of veteran guys. I mean, look at the defense. Really, there's no guys who are like prospects on defense. It's basically a veteran crew that has helped them get through it. So, you know, they, they have those veteran guys that are helping along to the way, but that's why if he winds up in, let's say he winds up in the lineup tomorrow, and 
I understand the thought process if somebody would say, but you've won seven in a row. Why would you change it? I'm very superstitious myself. I, that's probably where I would go. You know, it's like, why would you change it? Because I wouldn't want to change something that's working. But there, of the thing, Matt Savoy is a really, really good hockey player. He might be better than any of the youngsters in the lineup right now. He's only been out of action for less than a week. I mean, he had, he ripped up the uh, WHL playoffs and hasn't even been out of action for a week. And they look at it, it's like, yeah, let's let's put this talented young player in the lineup if they do it, and let's keep winning too, because he he can help us win because he's such a talent. Uh, the way and he knows these guys. He went to training camp with a lot of these guys. It's yeah. not like he doesn't know any of them or anything like that. He's coming in cold. Uh, like Levi, when he came into Buffalo, you got to remember he didn't have a training camp. He had the um, development camp, so he knew some of them. And he had played with some of them on Team Canada, but you know he didn't have a training camp like Savoy has had to get to know a lot of the guys. So uh, that's the way it lays out. But they've done a Seth Appert and his staff have done a very good job of developing young players and also winning along the way. So when that decision, and I think we agree with you, it, and Seth said so much with us yesterday, there will be a point where Savoy goes in the lineup. And, Paul, make no mistake, there is no dysfunction in this organization. I mean, Kevin Adams and Seth Appert will talk about it, and they'll give us the same answer that, hey, is it your decision? Well, we talk about it. We talk about this. It's a group decision. Paul, what's your sense here? Ultimately, is this Seth Appert's decision to set the lines here? It's ultimately... Kevin Adams' decision, but he will listen to what Seth Appert has to say. Mm-hmm. And the way, that's the way Kevin Adams does almost all decisions. All right, we sit at a table and we talk about players and we have scouts and we have coaches and we have analytics there and we talk it out and we want to hear everybody and minds can be changed when, when you're exchanging ideas. And he respects Seth Appert. He respects his opinion. So Kevin Adams might come to the table with one thought in his mind, and he might listen to Seth Appert and say, mm, he's right. You know, let's do it. Let's do it with what he wants. So, yes, it ultimately is Kevin Adams' decision, but Seth Appert does have a lot of input, just like Don Granado would uh, in Buffalo. So, Paul, a byproduct of of having a successful organization is your guys end up going to bigger and better things. And we're hearing the rumors of Jason Carmanos, and and you know he's got opportunities. I'm sure that if the Amherst continue to win, Seth Appert is going to have opportunities. Uh, what do you think of those opportunities for these guys? And do you think that there's a good you know a good system in place here that Kevin Adams is in place in terms of a bench, a roster of of executives and coaches that can step up specifically or in Rochester, looking at Pex and looking at Mike Weber as well. But what are your thoughts on on the depth of the coaching staff and the executive office? I think it's great depth that they have, and you know, I wouldn't just like you. I wouldn't be surprised if Carmanos did move on to a general manager position in the National Hockey League. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Um, So, and, and if I were in the organization. I'm, I would be giving some serious consideration to moving Michael Peck up to Buffalo. The Sabres were horrendous on the penalty kill last year. They weren't bad. They were horrendous. They were one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. And what does Michael Peck do very well? 
I mean, he kills penalties. I mean, the Sabres, the middle of the ice, they did better near the end of the season, but they aren't very good at, at guarding the middle of the ice. Guys are wide open all the time. Well, who who, who competed for the Selkie Trophy? Michael Pekka. You know, so I, I think, and, and who has helped a guy like J.J. Paterka? He kind of took him under his wing last year, and who's a guy that's helping Kulik this year who really had no interest in defense when he showed up? He never had to have any interest in it. Well, now he's a professional, and he better get some interest in it rather quickly. And, and you know, I, I think Michael Peck has been a help with that. So that would be my think. I don't. I have heard nothing to th- to hear that that's their thinking. But that would be my thinking right now. Is I would be moving him up to Buffalo just to help in the areas because the areas that he's great at are the areas the Buffalo Sabers are not good at. Paul Hamilton, WGR, covering the Rochester Americans during this playoff run, our, our guest here in the sports bar. And, Paul, we really don't know. We've we got to admit, like, when, uh, okay, well, how good is Hershey? I had no idea. Or whoever, Milwaukee, Coachella Valley, I guess we'll learn about there. But I thought, at least through watching it last night, it might have been more of an intimidating factor. And, didn't seem to come across that way. You've been to Hershey, um, but not this arena. And I was surprised the, to learn this week that the Hershey Park Arena is actually still standing down there. You, you've called games from there, correct? Oh, quite a few. Uh, when I was calling games for the Amherst for those 13 years, I believe it was, uh, we did quite a few games from there. And I would always do the radio when Don was doing the TV. And uh, there was actually a couple of trips where he had to do some soccer games, and I wound up going. I think Hershey was one of those trips, too. Uh, So I enjoyed going there. Uh, You always had a Hershey bar on your pillow when you (laughs) check into the hotel, which was fun. Uh, Not that I need a Hershey bar, but I just thought it was kind of cool when you walked in. And, And the Hershey Park Arena, there was plenty of history in that building. And as a matter of fact, when the Amherst arrived, they had to put their equipment there because I think there was a wrestling event going right, on yeah. in, in, in the arena that, uh, that, what do they call it now, the Giant Arena or something mm-hmm. like that. And so they couldn't even get their equipment in there. So they had to take their unload their equipment at the Hershey Park Arena. And a lot of the players, uh, Brian Duff was talking about this, a lot of the players were enjoying it. Like, oh, this place is cool. Look at this. You know, it's like history that they they were taking in so it was that it's it seemed like that might have been kind of fun for the players too when they got there I don't think the Amherst need to really do anything to change how they've been playing but Hershey is certainly going to need to make some adjustments Paul what what do you think from last night that they could do to adjust to try and match what Rochester threw at them uh to to make this series not be a laugher I mean I, you know we're we're getting ahead of ourselves here but we we see how it lays out this series could be over by the end of Memorial Day it's it's difficult for them. It's not like they're not a good team. I mean, they've been just they just skated through the playoffs up until this game yesterday. They were six and one, and really hadn't been touched. And next thing you know, fourteen seconds in the game, they're behind. It's two nothing at the end of one, four nothing at the end of two, and they're looking around. Oh, what in the world is happening here? You know, they had the, like the top goaltender uh, save percentage and goal uh, goals against going into the game. And I think we can go right back to the way where we started this conversation. If you're the Bears, it's like, okay, let's let's shut down Kulik. Okay, we did that. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mike Mersh has 11 points. Uh, well, you know, he 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 can kill us. All right, let's let's you know shut down Mersh and concentrate on him. 
Uh, Rusick, well, he has 10 points in nine games. He can, he can beat us. Uh, Roseanne, he can beat us. You know, they're, they're, I, I, didn't, I haven't even mentioned the name of the leading scorer, Mason Jobs. Well, you want to you concentrate on Kulik? All right, Mason Jobs was 12 points in nine games. He can beat you. And even guys like Kozak who chips in and gets points. Brett Murray, look at what he did yesterday. Yeah. Hey, so who do, you, who do you try to shut down? What are you going to do? Uh, Jeremy Davis ran wild in, in yesterday's game. He was skating all over the place, and I thought did a great job offensively and defensively uh, to be able to open up some lanes offensively and, and play the regular great defense that he's played throughout these playoffs. And so that's, that's I think, Lawrence Pilot has been very dangerous throughout these playoffs. So what do you do if you're the Hershey Bears? Who, who are you going to go shut down? You better have four lines ready to shut down everybody because if you miss somebody, that guy is going to kill you. Paul Hamilton, WGR. Uh, just a few more for you, Paul. Is, uh, last night, NHL, Dallas and Vegas, and uh, Jamie Benn drawing the match penalty. Your thoughts on the penalty and Ben today, he didn't talk last night, talking today, called it a, quote, unfortunate play, which, Paul, I don't know about you. I think that's kind of downplaying it a little bit. He said, I shouldn't have fallen on top of him with my stick. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What kind of morons do you think we are? <laughs> I have lost, I had so much respect for Jamie Ben as a captain and a hockey player. And to me, these last 24 hours, and not even 24 hours, I guess we call it, uh, the last little bit over 12 hours or 18 hours, I have zero respect for that man. None. What a complete, how as a captain, do you do that to your team? You're already down a goal in the game. You're down two games to none in the series. And that's your response to have a stupid play like that. And not only did you pull just a, all right, people make mistakes. They get carried away. And then you don't show up after the game. You're the captain of the Dallas Stars. And you blow everybody off. You do not hold yourself accountable either yesterday or today because that garbage that came out of his mouth today did not hold himself accountable. He basically said, I, I'll, I'll paraphrase, I didn't do anything wrong, yeah. but I guess I, I guess you know they gave me a penalty and I, I got to be more careful. I can't fall on people with my <laughs> stick. Huh? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm, I, I'm like, where did this guy fool me all these years? Yeah. I had so much respect for Jamie Benn, and he's this type of a person? Uh, Dallas, the Dallas Stars have made a huge mistake making that man their captain. Hey, Paul, uh, one more thought that just crossed my mind here as we were, we were breaking the news uh, just from a few minutes ago that the Sabres agreeing to a one-year contract with their captain, Kyle Pozo. What do you think this means for the future of Zemgis Gergensen and the Buffalo Sabres? I don't think one has anything to do with the other. For me, I've been so impressed with Rusick, and I can go right back to training camp and development camp and everything like that. I've just been so, so impressed with him. I think he needs to make the Buffalo Sabres as a bottom six forward next year. And, you know, I, I, I just... I thought Zemgis Gergensen's had a really hard time killing penalties, something he's always been good at, but I don't think he was good at all at killing penalties this year. Uh, Rusick, I think, is, is good at that. 
Rusick's 24. He can kill penalties for you. He has a bigger upside on offense, can play all three zones. Now he's not going to go into the corner and hit like Ergensen's does on a four check. Uh, you know, that's a little bit different, but not that I dislike Gergensen's game or think he's washed up. I think maybe I would say it's time. You know, it's time to maybe move on and and go somewhere else. Uh, and and maybe he would like to. Maybe he would like to go to a team that's a little closer to the Stanley Cup than the Sabers are. Although, you know, I, I, the Sabers are an up and coming team, and I, you know, they could possibly get there. You know, Gergensen's is not a, an old man. He was twenty nine. Uh, so, you know, you look at it that way. So I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, they wanted him to go think about it and they would talk and see, he said afterwards, he would like to remain a saber, but he also said, I understand this is a business. Uh, last so, one. Yeah. Last one for me, Paul, if I could sneak in here, um, do, do we expect saber fans to kind of take the high road? If it's Jack Eichel hoisting the cup here. I'm not a fan. I mean, as you know, I cover a team. It wouldn't make any difference to me. I don't care. I mean, I think you have to look at a trade. What did you get out of the trade? And I've always said there's nothing wrong with both teams being very happy with the trade. And if I were a Sabre fan, I think you need to be, you should be happy with what you got for Sam Reinhart, and you should be happy with what you got for Jack Eichel. And the fact that they one or one of one of them could win the Stanley Cup and both have performed very, very well in the playoffs, that still doesn't take away from what you got back. And I think they got excellent returns back in those. And I think both teams should be happy with what they got in those trades. Paul, excellent as always. Let's do it again soon. Appreciate you giving us some time this afternoon. No problem. Take care. Hey, thanks, Paul. Here's Paul Hamilton from WGR, Odyssey Sports Sister Station in Buffalo. Spending some time with us here as the Sabres uh, signed their captain to another one-year deal, $2.5 million for Kyle Pozo. Breaking news for the Amherst. Game three is sold out. There we go. Game four, 7,500 tickets are sold. So That's that where is, we were with game three about 24 hours ago, wasn't it? Uh, 48 hours ago? No, yes, right. Yesterday, we were 1,000 away. So yeah. by the time we get to Friday, yeah, it like I, that is well on pace to sell out on Monday. Now, especially since you can't go on Saturday unless you want to go to the secondary market. Right. And again, the way this series, I mean, the way last night went... It could very easily be a 3-0 series for the Amherst going into that game for a Memorial Day. That would be a special Memorial Day. You are not losing at home. The mm-hmm. Rochester Americans yeah. on Memorial Day? No, that that doesn't... At the, excuse me. We have to refer it to, especially this weekend, the, the proper name of the arena. Blue Cross Arena at, at the, the War, War Memorial. Memorial. Yep. That's right. Uh Wow. So, well, uh, good for the Amherst, good for you, the Rochester sports fan. And Hershey already knows what they're getting themselves into come game three. (laughs) They called it electric. It will be electric. We know that for a fact. Uh, All right, we've got some news notes from around the NFL that we're going to sprinkle in here during happy hour, which is on the way next. We've got a round of shots coming up, and we have time for your calls. You can join us anytime at 866-4326. That number again is 585-866-4FAN. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. More next on The Fan. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.